Should the Islanders bring a Long Island native home for a PTO? And here's an idea that could help both Anthony Bevilier and Matthew Barzal. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for being part of the Locked on Islanders family and making Locked on Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, trade rumors, free agent signing rumors, anything leading up to training camp that's important, and training camp is just a few days away at this point. So lots to think about now as we head toward Lane Lambert's very first training camp as head coach <clears throat> excuse me, of the New York Islanders. Wanted to open up the show today talking a little bit about a player that when he was an unrestricted free agent uh, and some people suggested, hey, bring, bring this guy in, sign him, bring him home. I was hesitant, but now that it's possible to have this player on a PTO, uh, a professional tryout contract or agreement in training camp, I think it would make a heck of a lot more sense. The player in question that I'm talking about is Sonny Milano. He is a native of Massapequa and was originally drafted in the first round 16th overall by the Blue Jackets, played for the Blue Jackets, and the Ducks last year, 66 games with Anaheim, 14 goals, 34 points, and 10 penalty minutes. Milano, uh, 26 years old, won't be 27 until the playoffs next year, May 12th being his birthday, and you know, if if you were going to tell me that the guy the Islanders were going to bring in uh, as a big free agent signing 
was not going to be, you know, Nazem Kadri, and it wasn't going to be Johnny Goudreau or any of, any of those big name free agents who were just either out there or rumored to be out there. If you would have told me, okay, they're going to sign Sonny Milano, and that's going to solve their problems up front and improve the forward group significantly, I wouldn't agree with that. I don't think that would have been the answer. But on a PTO, where essentially the player comes into training camp, gets to work with the team, gets an audition, uh, and is able to showcase himself, not just for the Islanders, if this were the case, but actually for any other team that may want to see him play. Uh, I think, you know, then if he does well in training camp, the Islanders would have the option to sign him probably for something at or close to the veterans' minimum. Um, You know, a one-year $750,000 contract, let's say. To me, that would not be bad. That would be an upgrade uh, making your team younger, making your team uh, a little a little hungrier, and I think that Milano, if you sign him, uh, will give you a little extra juice because he's from Long Island, grew up an Islanders fan. You also have a situation where Milano played with Trevor Zegras a lot on a line last year. And again, even though 34 points in 66 games is third-line type numbers, uh, when you're playing with Trevor Zegras, if you could play with Zegras and his outstanding skill set, the odds are you could also play with a Matthew Barzal. And to me, the point is you bring in Milano on a PTO. You're doing him a favor because he needs a place to play. You're, you got nothing to lose. If it doesn't work out, you don't sign the guy and you showcase him and give him a chance to hook on somewhere else. If he does do well, it could free up another player on the roster, another forward, whoever that might be, where, okay, uh, you know, we have Sonny Milano, we sign him to a $750,000 a year contract that's nice, cap-friendly. We get younger, and now we have enough depth where if we want to improve, uh, shed a little cap, improve our forward line, bring in somebody... We can trade another forward and maybe get a team to take that player off of our hands and improve our team that way. So to me, as a big free agent name, Sonny Milano wasn't the answer. But on a PTO, to get a younger guy who hustles, who can be physical, who uh, grew up an Islander fan, makes for a good story, uh, Massapequa native, that would be a logical idea. He's already at times practiced on Long Island over the offseason. I would love to see a PTO signing right before training camp for the Islanders to bring in Sonny Milano. So, uh, you know, again, as a big name free agent, no, but as a PTO where you have nothing to lose whatsoever. I say, yeah, give me a little Sonny Milano. It would indeed make a certain amount of sense. So 
We'll see if the Islanders go that route, and certainly I'd like to know what you think about the idea of Sonny Milano joining the Islanders on a PTO. Uh, you know, email lockedonislanders at gmail.com. You could certainly, uh, you know, mention it in, in the comments on uh, YouTube if you uh, are watching the show on YouTube or uh, Twitter, direct message, or uh, even in a tweet mentioning me or Locked on Isles, and we can get your feedback on the idea of Milano joining the Islanders on a PTO to me. Low risk, probably not high reward, but low risk <coughs> with a potential of decent, good type reward. And realistically, no risk, because if it doesn't work out, um, you know, are you really taking away significant reps from other players by bringing Sonny Milano into training camp and playing him in a, in a preseason game or two? Probably not. Uh and overall, I think it is a good move to make. And and from a fan perspective, to bring in a, a native Long Islander, it always adds a little extra juice to things uh, when you do that. And I am always in favor of it. We have got a little bit more to discuss on today's show. I have an interesting proposal that could help two key Islanders forwards this year. Uh, and we've got an email from one of our listeners to get to. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, I started using AG1 because I'm not a great pill taker. And I didn't like taking, you know, a whole bunch of different pills every day. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And look, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemical, or artificial anything and it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So one thing that people are starting to talk about <clears throat> And I think it is a logical thing that people are starting to talk about. And that is uh, line combinations. Because the Islanders did not go out and bring in the big name, the Vladimir Tarasenko, the Johnny Goudreau, the Nazem Kadri, the big goal-scoring forward that was on everybody's list of desires is not here. So you're starting this season, uh, or at least opening training camp, 
with very much the same group of forwards. And right now, I would say there are 14 forwards on this team that are NHL caliber established. Uh, and then a few others who, you know, your Atu Rates and, and the like, who could fight for a job but are not likely to get a job yet this year. And one player <clears throat> who has been rumored to be possible trade bait and who has been a bit of a disappointment in recent years has got to be Anthony Bevilier. And Bo, you know, making $4.1 million a year, had 21 goals back in 2017, 2018, and then hasn't topped 18 goals in a year since. Uh, last year in 75 games, Bo with 12 goals and 34 points, uh, which same amount of points, really, as Sonny Milano when you think about it. But the thing with Bavillier that uh, I think could help Bo and might be able to help Matthew Barzal as well. Bavillier is one of the few players on the Islanders roster who has the speed to play with Barzi. And to get those two players on the ice together might just be something that could help both of them reach their potential and maybe become uh, more productive offensively. The issue, you know, to me is neither one of them are big-time shooters. And, you know, this past year, 75 games, Bo had 154 shots on goal. That was the second highest total of his career. You're talking about two shots on goal, roughly, per game. Not even, you know, I mean, barely over, rather. Uh, uh, 75 games, 154 shots on goal. 252 shot attempts, which was his all-time career high. Uh, the one thing about Bavillier last year, his shooting percentage was almost cut in half from the previous year. Went from 13.8 to 7.8, which is a big drop. Even if he gets up to like 10.5 or 11, you got to figure he's good for 18 to 20 goals, even if nothing changes. But to me, Bo can keep up with Barzi. And if I'm Lane Lambert and I'm heading into training camp, and I didn't go out and get Barzal, that high-caliber 30-plus goal guy that everybody was hoping to get, well, I, I, I think maybe Bavillier, with his speed, uh, A, would shoot a little bit more if he's getting set up by Barzal, and B, would be able to keep up with him and allow Barzi and Bo to do things that they wouldn't be able to do if they were teamed up with another player. So again, I think this is a, a possible solution. Not that I would etch it in stone, but going into training camp, it would make sense to me to at least give it a try. Now, we have uh, an email from uh, Bob in Long Beach and... Uh, you know, Bob, first of all, thank you for the well wishes uh, as far as my recovery from COVID goes. Again, taking it a day at a time, and I want to thank everybody who wished me well. It's uh, It's been a bit of a slog. Uh, you know, 
Bob writes about first Oliver Wallstrom, how he has a quick, hard, accurate shot, has great upside to his game. And in order for the Islanders to be more successful, I think it's important for all three to four lines to play well and balanced. Uh, and Bob adds that he thinks that Lee, Palmieri, Parise, and Barzal can all do better in goal production this year. He also uh, talks that the tone of the new season will be determined within the first two months and that the Islanders need to come out strong and get lots of wins early. The Metropolitan Division is very competitive, and there are a lot of good teams out there. I agree with that uh, 100%. (coughs) (coughs) He also adds that with regard to the Fisherman jersey, uh, he prefers orange and blue. Uh, Not a fan of the waves, he says, on those Fisherman jerseys and maybe the lettering of Islanders, Bob says, should be a little bit bigger. And then one other thing, uh, he would like to go back to the idea in the NHL, like in the 80s where the home team wore white and the road team wore the colored or in the Islanders case, blue jerseys. I wouldn't mind that, especially for one or two games that the Islanders are celebrating their 50th anniversary season, I think, to wear white jerseys at home like they did in their uh, first couple of years in the league all the way up until the early 90s. I think that would uh, make a lot of sense. And then another old school touch that Bob suggests, uh, the old school fire type siren or horn when a goal is scored like they used to do in the Nassau Coliseum. Again, being more retro, being more Islanders glory years, and again, in the spirit, I think, of the 50th anniversary of the team. I think they should have one at least game where they do that. They go back to the siren, maybe even have, you know, the national anthem played on the organ and just organ music for one game and the home whites. So I think all of those, Bob, are good ideas, and I thank you very much for the email. Uh, and again, please, uh, listeners, wa- uh, viewers, feel free to email us and we're happy to mention you on the show and talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We've got an Islanders free agent center who played for a season and a half in the late 2000s for this Islanders team and gave them a 20-plus goal season in one of them. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day and Sunday, which was September 11th. Uh, And, of course, we do remember all the people we lost, especially here in Long Island, on uh, September 11th. But it was also the 42nd birthday of former Islanders center Mike Comrie. Comrie, a native of Edmonton, Alberta, drafted by his hometown team, the Edmonton Oilers, in the third round back in 1999. Spent two seasons at the University of Michigan before making his NHL debut with the Oilers in 2000-2001. Later played for Philadelphia, the then Phoenix Coyotes, the Ottawa Senators, and then joined the Islanders in 07-08. 
Scored 21 goals, had 49 points that year with the Islanders centering their first line, then went on to play 41 games with the Isles in 08-09, scoring 7 goals and 20 points before being dealt to Ottawa, back to Edmonton, and then briefly with the Pittsburgh Penguins to close out his NHL career in 589 career games, Comrie scored 168 goals, 365 points, and had 443 penalty minutes, had 32 playoff games, uh, none of those with the Isles, but he had four goals and 10 points in those and was a member of the Senators team that went all the way deep into the playoffs in 06-07. Comrie generously listed at 5'10", buck 85, small but quick, smart with the puck, good anticipation, and we're going to go back and look at his very first game as an Islander because it was one of his best. It's October 5th, 2007, season opener in the HSBC Arena in Buffalo. Rick DiPietro, the goalie for the Islanders. Ryan Miller in goal for Buffalo. And it was the Sabres getting on the board first. Yaroslav Spachek, his first from Brian Campbell and Paul Gausted at 2.56. Isles down one nothing, but Joseph Vasicek ties it for the Isles. His first from Bruno Gervais and Miro Chatan at 9:16, all even at one. Derek Roy makes it two to one. Buffalo, a little less than three minutes later, the only assist to Maxim Afinigenov at 12:04, and it's two to one Buffalo. But the Islanders get back into it. Drew Stafford of Buffalo heads off for hooking. And it's Ruslan Fedotenko, his first. From Bill Guerin and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Mike Comrie at 16.08. Islanders up by a goal. Then Tim Connolly in the box for Buffalo for slashing. The Islanders cash in again just 34 seconds after the Fedotenko goal. Campoli, Chris Campoli, his first. From Fedotenko and Mike Comrie at 16.42. That makes it 3-2 Islanders. Then Drew Stafford uh, ties it up for Buffalo. His first from Daniel Pae and Yaroslav Spacek at 18-19. It is a 3-3 game after one. In the second, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Mike Comrie gets his first of the year. Ruslan Fedotenko and Bill Guerin with the assist at 7:35. But Thomas Vanek, a future Islander, answers for Buffalo at 8:23. So less than a minute later. Uh, that ties the game again, this time at 4-4. Four and four. But Mike Comrie scores his second of the game, fourth point of the game for the Islanders at 16.04 of the second. Guerin and Marc-Andre Bergeron with the assist at 16.04. And the Islanders have a 5-4 lead after two periods in the third. The Islanders' power play gets going again. Thomas Vanek off for hooking for Buffalo. Trent Hunter, his first from Mike Sillinger. And Bruno Gervais at 7.05. Islanders win it by a score of 6-4. But for Mike Comrie, our Islanders' birthday of the day, two goals, two assists. He gets a four-point night. He's a plus two. He has four shots on goal in 17 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time. And he got the game-winning goal in this one. Rick DiPietro, 22 saves to earn the win. Islanders with 34 shots to just 26 for Buffalo. Islanders open that 07-08 season on a winning note in Buffalo. And a great game in his Islanders debut for Mike Comrie. Comrie is 
our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him all the best a day late here on his 42nd birthday. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.